And before we have our, our regular announcements, uh, we just want to thank everybody who came out to the youth singing today. Um, we counted 71 that was in attendance in, at the youth singing at Burgos Chapel from Fountainhead, um, which was outstanding. We announced this morning that we would like to have more than the host congregation. Uh, well, we had more than all the other congregations combined, so uh, that was great. Um, so let's try to keep that work up. Uh, we had nine song leaders, which was the most we've had in a very long time. Um, so we're hoping to, to keep that, that work going and keep it growing. Um, we just wanted to say thank you to all of those who came out uh, and attended that youth singing it was it was very good and, and our guys were very well supported and I know they very much appreciated that because they've been putting in a lot of hard work learning how to lead singing these in the last couple of weeks so just thank you um, and again let's try to keep that good work up Well, good, good evening. It is wonderful to hear that good news that we had such a good support out for, to, for these young gentlemen uh, learning to lead singing. Uh, we'd like to welcome everyone, especially any visitors, and I do notice that we have some visitors in our audience, so let's do, uh, make the opportunity, take the time to shake their hand and, and let them know that we appreciate them being here to worship God with us this evening. Our pantry items for this week uh, is listed as you exit the building. There's a, a sign-up sheet or a, a sheet there that has all the items for our pantry needs. So if you would please take a look at that, and as you're at the store this week, uh, pick up uh, the items that you may need. We may need there. Sick at home that we know of is Sister Jennifer Parker. Uh, also, we need to uh, remember the family. Oh, Jennifer is here. Okay. Jennifer's better. <laughs> I'll take you off the sick list. Uh, we do need to remember the families uh, of Billy White uh, passed away and Catherine DeGeorge. Uh, Billy Joe Raglan is, is the uh, brother-in-law of Billy White. So let's remember to keep him in our prayers and also uh, Jill's fiance's uh, grandmother passed away and uh, so let's keep both those families in our prayers okay so we have tonight is a bridal shower for Jill Poole and that'll be after the evening worship and that will be downstairs in the uh, uh, annex area also we have uh, March 25th a shower basket for Heather Thompson uh, April the 8th, this will be a luncheon baby shower for Samantha Doris. And also on 422, there will be a baby shower for Katie Brooks. And this is a wonderful thing to see all these baby showers and things like that and things that are going on. So we appreciate the ladies who are supporting those things. Um, we have our uh, fourth Sunday fellowship meal that will be upcoming, and that is March the 25th. Uh, and along with that, we're also going to have our Easter, uh, Easter egg hunt uh, that evening as well. So if you would, please bring uh, food for your family and also uh, Easter eggs for the hunt. Uh, zone 3 uh, will be doing the setup and cleanup for the uh, fellowship meal. So if you don't know what zone you're in, please pick up a zone list there on the foyer table as well. 
And Brother Sean wanted me to mention uh, something upcoming. We're really excited about some of these events upcoming, and that will be the mother-son uh, uh, luncheon, and that will be on April the 14th. And I think Danny kind of went over all that. So if you're a son and you got a mother, I, whether she comes here or goes somewhere else, bring her. If you're a mother and you got a son that goes somewhere else or attends here, come on, bring them on. But if you would, please sign the, uh, foyer, uh, the list in the foyer so they'll have an idea of how many are coming. I believe that's all the announcements that I've got. Is there anything I've missed or overlooked? If not, Brother Todd Doris will lead us in our singing. Brother Danny Thompson will have the first prayer. Brother Matt Miller will have our sermon. And Brother Bill McGuire will have our closing prayer. I have found a friend in Jesus, he's everything to me, he's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul, a lily of the valley, in him alone I see, all I need to cleanse and make me fully whole, Bear song for our opening prayer. <clears throat> There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No. Bye. 
pray together. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day you've given us. We thank you for the opportunity we have had to come here today to study your will. We pray that we will, as we heard a great lesson this morning, we'll take it and apply it to our lives. We pray that you'll be with Matt tonight as he brings us another lesson. And we'll take it and apply it to our lives and each day strive to be a better Christian than we were the day before. We pray that we will always be the example we should be to those we come in contact with each day, that we will let our light shine, that we will be doers of the word as you've told us to do, that we will not be forgetful hearers, but we will go out and do what you've taught us and we will be uh, good examples and spread your word and bring others to you. We thank you for our church here at Fountainhead for the many good things that go on. We thank you for each member here. We pray that each one of us will put you first in our lives. We'll strive to do the things that we need to to be a good Christian and put you first. We thank you for our ministers, for our elders and our deacons. We pray that we will always do the things we should that is right for the congregation here at Fountainhead. And we be the leaders that we should and do the work that we have been assigned to do. We pray for those that mentioned today that have been sick, those on the list in the foyer, those mentioned in class and in our announcements. Pray that you'll be with them and be with the doctors that ministering to them. And if it be your will, dear Lord, they will be back to their normal places in life. We want to say a special prayer for our, our brother, Timmy King, who's in the hospital and recovering from surgery. We pray that you will just be with him and we thank you for the surgery being successful and he will continue to get stronger and continue to do better each day. We want to thank you for our sister Tanya. She come forward this morning, the great example that she is to all of us, wanting to be a, a better Christian and, and do things better and do them the right way. And just pray that you will bless her and her family as she goes about her daily life and help us to be a ex good example and a good uh, brothers and sisters to her. We just pray that you will always be with us and bless us as we strive to do what you want us to. We ask you, dear Lord, to please forgive us when we sin for the things that we say and do that are wrong or things that we le left undone. Pray that you forgive us of those sins. And we especially thank you for your son, Jesus, who came to this earth and died on the cross for us. And it's through him that we have that hope of, of eternal life in heaven one day with you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know. Just up in glory land, we'll live eternal 
story. That song of sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me. song for our lesson tonight. <clears throat> Sweet are the promises, kind is the word, nearer far than any message man ever heard. Pure was the mind of Christ, sinless I see. Here the great example is and pattern for me. Good to see you, Todd. Thank you for your uh, leading ability. It's been a really good day of singing. Appreciate you. And appreciate the young boys today at the third Sunday you singing. They did a great job, and we had a great uh, support for them over there. And, and you know, it, it, it shows the congregations that are a part of this work that we truly do love our children and we want to support and help them. So I appreciate all those who came out and uh, the Dorcas class, they've done such a good job and they've uh, had lessons and helped the boys upstairs uh, through things. So it's been a really great month. Appreciate Miss Linda, Miss Sue, Miss Jane, Miss Lynn, anybody else. I surely don't want to miss the ladies. The guys I'm okay with missing, but Blue and uh, Chris and Roman, we've wore Roman out on the singing. We've got him in the high area and the low area, and we've, it's been a great, Derek's done a good job, and it's just been a 
great time with these kids, and it's a blessing to be able to invest our lives in them. Isn't that uh, true? I mean, one day we'll be gone, and they're going to be the next ones coming up. This has been that way for years, isn't it? Uh, when Jude talks about, when it talks about in Jude about holding on to that faith that was passed down. Uh, over and over and over. It's the same faith. It's the same thing that was started in the first century when Jesus allowed them apostles to go out and preach this truth. Tonight, I want to, if you would turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 is where we're going to start. And we're going to look at several scriptures uh, to get kind of into the lesson. But this lesson came from me being a scaredy cat to a certain degree. Sometimes I struggle with words. You guys probably have noticed it when I've either preached or taught class or said some things, and that's fine. I, I'm, I'm not real worried about my language as far as my pronunciation. Now, I want to be respectful, and I want to do it in a way that's pleasing to God, so therefore I try my best to be better and better the way I present and the way that I talk. But I struggle with these Bible words. Now, I'm sure that you guys in the congregation, none of you struggle with the Bible names, but I do struggle with them. I, sometimes I have a hard time pronouncing them, especially in the Old Testament when you get to the kings and things like that. And even in the New Testament, some of these names come up, and I just struggle pronouncing them. But one thing that I have that is a blessing that is at my disposal at any time, and usually I use Mark in my illustrations, but tonight I'm going to move to his brother, Michael. Michael is a translator for me. I don't know if you guys know that, but when I go to uh, the Bible study, me, Miss uh, Melanie, and uh, Michael have a Bible study that we're a part of at Richland. And if I struggle with any words, he is my guy that will translate for me. He'll get it all fixed up. This word was one of those words. We we're in the, the book of Colossians. I know y'all are looking at me like, come on, Matt, get to the left. Just hear me out, okay? Just bear with me. I needed to set this up because it really is something that has blessed my life from my mistake, from my struggle. I have grown spiritually, and this lesson is really something that's powerful if you'll let it mold your life and, and think about this person. This is, this is a, a person that uh, was basically on Paul's uh, ministry team. And we first hear of him in verse 7. It says, As you also learned from Epaphras. I said it. Y'all feel good? Does it sound good to you? Now I may change it, but I'm going to start out right there with Epaphras. Okay? As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit. Now turn with me to Colossians chapter 4, and we learn about him again. This was not a well-known character in the Bible, but 
we have a couple passages, and boy, just a couple of these passages really bring out a great individual and a brother that we can learn from. Verse 12 says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you always, laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. For I bear witness that he has a great zeal for you and those who are in Laodicea and those who are in Heropolis. So here we have a man named Epaphras. He also is found in Philemon chapter 23. If you will turn there real quick. In Philemon verse 23, towards the end of the letter, it says, Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you. So we find out that uh, at some point in Epaphras' life, he was a fellow prisoner with Paul. Sometimes you have to do things that you're uncomfortable with. Am I right about it, brothers and sisters? This is for me. I don't know why this is. I don't know what my struggle is. I don't know what my mental block is, but I really do, in all jokingness aside, struggle to say this word. I don't know why. But what I've done is I kept thinking about this word and I thought, you know, I can't say it. I don't know why I can't say it. And when I came to verse 12 in Colossians chapter 4, a whole new picture came to me from a guy I couldn't even pronounce his name. And I thought, what a disservice that is. What a disservice that is if I'm trying to talk to somebody about the Bible and we come to Colossians chapter 4 and I'm not able to say it like I want to. Not that I'm up here trying to say every single one of us needs to be able to pronounce these names correctly. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But from me struggling with this, from me trying to figure out how to say this word the right way, I was blessed by the word of God. You see, it don't matter how you dive into it. As long as you're in it, it will cut, it will help, it will strengthen, it will motivate, it will do all of those things. Am I right about it? I could stand up here and give a motivational speech. I could come up here and say some really great things. But until we dive into the Word of God, that's when the real blessings flow. Epaphras. His name means lovely. And I've got five things that I want us to consider tonight. They won't, it won't be long, but I want us to consider five things that we can learn from this man, Epaphras, our fellow brother in Christ. The first thing is exactly that. He was a beloved fellow worker. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. I, I had you flipping all around, but I want us in Colossians chapter 1 for just a minute. <clears throat> and I want us to look at verses 3 through 8. I want, us to, I want to kind of paint this picture of who this man was and what he was about. Verse 3 says, We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we 
heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which has come to you as it has also in all the world and is bringing forth fruit as it is also among you since the day you heard and knew the grace of God in truth, as you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf, who also declared to us your love in the Spirit." Think about this. Paul was writing to these brothers in, uh, brothers and sisters in Colossae, and it says all of these nice compliments about them. All of these things, because uh, we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of the saints. And we heard this from Epaphras. He was the one who was there helping with this congregation. He was there working alongside Paul in this congregation. Now, why is that a big deal? What's your point, Matt? Brothers and sisters, if we want to be successful in our ministry at going and preaching the gospel to other people, if we want to be successful as a Christian in our daily walks, we need each other. And we don't just need people to give us good motivational tips. We need people that will say, you know what? You ever heard the saying, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to get in it with you. Isn't that the type of person you want to be with? Isn't that the, per the kind of person that even if you failed at whatever you were doing, you did it together, right? We'll learn next time not to do it that way, right? And what a bond you have built together. What an encouraging thing that you have built between brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, think about these verses for a minute. Galatians 6, 2 tells us that we need to bear one another's burdens. And when we do that, we so fulfill the law of Christ. Being a fellow worker, uh, working along beside somebody, you're obviously going to come across things that they're dealing with, aren't you? Oh, this, this Epaphras, he opens up to us as we look at this. And I don't want to jump ahead, but it says that we are to bear one another's burdens. When we talk to each other, when we're working alongside somebody and we find out that they're struggling or going through some tough times, what an opportunity to be there for encouragement. Amen? Maybe a time where you wouldn't have it before. What about this one? Hebrews 6.10, for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Are we striving, are we thinking about doing more than just coming and sitting and worshiping? Are we thinking about more than doing just the Sunday morning, the Sunday night, the Wednesday deal? Are we thinking about doing more than that and getting involved and actually working for the kingdom? 
I'm not up here saying that we're not doing it, brethren. I'm not up here saying that everybody in the pew is just sitting here and coming. What I'm saying is Epaphras was a fellow worker that wanted to be in it. He wanted to be about it. He cared about spiritual things. He cared about, look at Romans 15.1. It says, when then we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak. That word scruples means error or infirmities. The error arising from the weakness of the mind. So we ought to be able to bear with the weakness of the mind and not to please ourselves when we do it. Why are you using all these verses, Matt? Why are you trying to talk about uh, these brotherly love things uh, in this context? Because when we work with each other, that's when communication happens. Paul loved Epaphras. Paul was with Epaphras. Epaphras was one of his fellow servants in Christ Jesus. Which leads us to the second point. Colossians chapter 1 verse 7 says, As you also learned from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Epaphras was a faithful minister of Christ. He was undoubtedly unsec- un- un- he was successful servant to the Lord. Why do I know that? Because of what Paul refers to him as, as a faithful minister. You know, when, when, you, when you think sometimes in your mind, I don't know if you guys do, but I do. I, I, I worry about it, not to the point where it distracts me from doing God's will, because at the end of the day, it's just a man's opinion. But I do wonder what people say about me. You know, I wonder how they talk about me and what they think about my character, about the way that I talk, about the way that I treat them. And I want them to say good things about me, don't you? I want them to say things that are nice. I want them to say things that encourage. I want them to say things about me that bring glory and honor to the king. Epaphras was one of those types of guys. He said he was a faithful minister. He was a faithful servant no matter what the situation was. We see later on that he is locked up. He's with Paul. He may be locked up in this because we see in chapter 4 he says that uh, Epaphras is the one. He greets you. He cared for the people. And he cared about teaching them the truth and was faithful about it. Brethren, are we faithful to teach the truth to each other? Are we faithful to teach the truth to other people? Are we faithful to show our faith by the way that we act, by the way that we talk? Because when we do that, We encourage people. We're talking about Paul the Apostle. He was encouraged 
by a man who's barely even known in the Bible, Epaphras. Think about these verses. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. If you want to be a servant, if you want to be a steward for the Lord, you got to be faithful. And yes, I'm talking about a minister in this aspect, but we all should be servants, amen? We should all be servants of the Lord. And if we're going to be servants of the Lord, you want to know how you're successful in it? You're a faithful one. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Paul, what an awesome thought. And you know what? When we obeyed the gospel, when we said, I'm going to deny myself, I'm going to pick up my cross daily, and I'm going to follow you, we signed up also to be a faithful servant. Paul refers to him in uh, Colossians chapter 4.12, and it's my favorite word, bond servant, a slave. Not because I like slavery, because it gives you the great picture and the great understanding of what type of person he was, a willing slave. I'm not going to do anything that I think is right. I'm only going to do what you tell me is right, and there's no questions asked. Because I'm going to hold myself so accountable that I don't want to be punished for doing the wrong thing. Boy, God's grace and his mercy through Jesus Christ has caused us to be relaxed a little bit in this New Testament age, hasn't it? It's caused us to be relaxed in the sense that we don't necessarily receive the punishment that we rightly deserve for sin in this time. We will one day, absolutely. But when we hold ourselves accountable, when we hold ourselves to another level, it changes the way you work. It changes the way you think. It changes the way you act. Epaphras was faithful. 2 Timothy 2, verse 2 says, And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. What was the point? He wanted men, and we can include women in this, who will go and tell people the truth. Am I right about it? Revelations 2.10 says this. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. And, and one thing that I didn't get to talk about as much uh, this morning, but in uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 11, Jesus tells the church at Philadelphia, he says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. The whole point of being faithful is that one day the reward is great. The whole point of being faithful is it distracts you sometimes from the problems and the situations that you have going on in your life. And because of your faithfulness to the Lord, because of your striving to do the things that he wants you to do, it blocks out all of the major problems that you have in your life. Not that it takes it away, 
But you're busy. You're filling your mind with things that are what God wants you to fill them with. You remember what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. He says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is. Verse 2 says, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Epaphras was a, was a faithful minister. He was a faithful servant. He not only was a fellow worker, but he was a faithful minister. What else can we learn from Epaphras? He was a bearer of good news. He was the one in Colossians chapter 1, verse 8, who declared to them the Colossians' love in the Spirit. How did he know about these things? Brethren, he was involved in the people's lives. You know, it bears the question that I've asked before. Do we really enjoy being around each other or are we totally put out when we see each other, especially outside in the community? I'm just going to tell you now, if I see you out in the community, I'm coming to hug you. I'm coming to talk to you. I'm going to be real loud about it, not because I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, promote myself or people. I love you. I love you. You're special. You're God's people. This is who I want to be around. I want to be around these people. The ones that want to go to heaven. The ones who want to bring glory to God in the things that they say. Paul wanted to be around Epaphras, and Epaphras wanted to be around the Colossians. Since we heard of your love, verse 4 in Colossians 1, faith in Christ Jesus, and your love for all the saints, we heard about these things, and Epaphras was the one who told us about it. Like Epaphras, all of us should be concerned about the spiritual welfare of others. You ever talk to uh, each other and, you know, we'll be quick to talk about the physical things. And I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about the physical things. But isn't it exciting to you when you start talking about spiritual things? I'm back there talking with Timothy And we're talking about Proverbs chapter 12, verse 16, talking about the covering of shame. The prudent man covers shame. He's in it. He's bringing up the scriptures and we're talking about, it's awesome. I mean, I almost got lost in my own world back there because I'm just in the spirit, in the word. I'm not back there speaking in tongues, I'm in the word and the spirit is working through me. Do you get excited when you talk about spiritual things with the brethren? Or do we even talk about it? You want to know how we can have joy continuously in our life? When we talk about spiritual things. I'm not saying don't talk about physical because that's what we deal with. 
But brethren, when you add in some spiritual talk, when you start talking about things that you've been studying, watch how your relationship changes with each other. Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6 says this, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now again, don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. We all have physical things that we deal with on a daily basis. And to apply these spiritual understandings to the physical life is what we have to do. But if we're constantly dealing on the physical end and never talking about spiritual stuff, what in the world is going on in our mind? We're missing what God has set up for us. Epaphras was about the business. What else can we learn about Epaphras? He was a man of prayer. And this is where I want to hang out for just a few minutes. This was the whole reason for my reason for having this study was this verse 12. Look at it with me. Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect And complete in all the will of God. And I want to say this, and I apologize. I'm not really apologizing, but I am a little bit. Because I don't know why this happens to me. And I say it sometimes, and, 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 and if you think that I'm not being sincere about it, I really want you to know that I am. Sometimes I can't hold my emotions in when I think about the word. And when I think about this verse, I think about all of you. I think about the things that you're struggling with. I think about the problems that you're having in your lives. I think about all of the things that that you each have going on. 
Epaphras was that kind of guy. Think about what it says. He greets you, and then it says he's always laboring fervently for you in prayers. Brethren, I pray for you guys. I do. I spend time praying for each one of you guys. And I know others do too. But he was persistent in his prayer. See, he was laboring in it. It wasn't just a one-time deal. It wasn't just a kind of, uh, maybe I'll, I'll think about praying for them today or maybe I'll think about praying for them tomorrow. No, it was persistent because he cared about the brethren. He cared about the people that were around him. He was a part of the congregation at Colossae. He wanted them to be successful in their lives just like the Lord wants us to be successful in our lives. He was intense. The word here, laboring fervently, means to wrestle Brethren, I'm just looking out here at y'all and I'm looking at your faces and I'm thinking about the prayer requests that I personally. He prayed an intelligent prayer. And that's what I try to pray for you guys too. And I hope that you pray for each other that same way. Look at what he says. He prays that they may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Now, check this out. You know, we always uh, uh, want to do God's will, and we always say that we're going to strive to do God's will and be pleasing to Him until it comes to those certain things that we want to justify. Whether it's anger, whether it's uh, putting uh, yourself above Uh, God, whatever the situation is in your life, whatever that struggle is, isn't it hard for us to do God's will when we just know we got to get it right for us? He wanted them to stand perfect in God's will. When he stood up, the absolute right thing to do is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be complete Because I'm going to know God's word, I'm going to hide it in my heart, and I'm going to apply it to my life every single time that I have a situation. And if it's something that I really want to do, and it's against God's will, I can't be a part of that. Epaphras was locked up for preaching the gospel. Epaphras was... In chains because of his dedication to the king. Not one of us here is in danger of that situation in America right now. 
but what a passion and what a concern he has for the brothers and sisters going through this hard struggle of life. Brethren, I'm not saying that it's a lot easier today than it was back then. But are we as passionate about praying for each other as Epaphras was? Look back at Colossians chapter 1. I just wonder if Paul's prayer that he has for the Colossians comes from Epaphras. He's an encourager, man. Brethren, be an encouragement to each other, even more so than you're doing now. Reach out by text, reach out by a call, reach out by a hug, reach out by a handshake, reach out for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, for a Bible study. Reach out. Verse 9, Paul says, For this reason, because Epaphras, who also declared to us the love in the Spirit and the things that they were doing, He says, we also, since the day we heard it, he doesn't cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and all spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, According to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy and giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Brother, my prayer to you, and I want your prayer to be for me. Pray for me this week specifically that I'll stand perfect and be complete in the will of God. You know what kind of person I'll look like if I'm doing that? I'll look like Jesus. If I can stand perfect and be complete in everything that I do, in everything that I say, I will be like Yeshua. The Messiah. Boy, that's who I want to be like. That's who I want to see one day. That's who I want to be around. Amen? The last thing. Epaphras was a true missionary. Look at Colossians chapter 4, verse 13. He has this prayer that he's laboring fervently for him uh, with to stand perfect and complete. And then verse 13, he says this, For I bear him witness. I see it, y'all. I see this guy. I'm bearing witness to you what this guy looks like, that he has great Zeal. We talked about in Titus, Jesus purchased this body and he wanted the people to be a special people. And what else did he want them to be? Zealous 
for good works? Are we of great zeal? To go into the world and preach the gospel. To go into the world and show people, not just talk about it, and I talk about this all the time, brethren, and I'm sorry if it's just, man, I wish he'd talk about something else, man. I just can't do it. I can't do it. It means too much to me. And if I can keep it on my mind every minute of the day, I will because I'm looking for an opportunity to tell somebody or invite somebody, get somebody around me that we can find a way to get in and talk to somebody about Jesus. Yesterday at a birthday party, a neighbor comes over, never met him before, shaking his hand. Me and James are talking to him. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to look for the end, man. I'm trying to look for the way to invite him to come. I'm not bragging on myself. I'm not saying, appreciate y'all come and tell me. I don't care about that. You want to know what I care about? That somebody hears the truth and says, I want to be obedient to that. Eric Elazar. I could name many more. Break you down. It will break you down. And we all can be a part of that. Have you ever been around somebody with great zeal? Have you ever been around somebody who wants to talk about spiritual things? Have you ever been around somebody that couldn't wait to brag on somebody else about the things that they're doing? Boy, that's fun to be around, isn't it? Epaphras was a man who wanted to share the gospel to people. And he not only wanted to show them the truth, he wanted to see the people grow. Don't you want to be around people and see them grow spiritually? Don't you want to be around people and say, man, look how that person. I've seen Ben, I've seen Elijah, I've seen Christian, I've seen, I've seen all of Matthew, I've seen all these young boys growing. They can step up into the mic and lead this song. They said great prayers when we talked about it. They admitted when they couldn't do it in, in a way, uh, praying for over the Lord. So they were in it, though. What an encouragement that is. Are we looking forward, brethren, to opportunities to strengthen our brothers and sisters? Are we looking for opportunities to tell people the truth? Or does it just not really matter? Does it, does it just not really matter? Here's the challenge for the week. Go therefore, brethren, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In the last month, we've baptized two or three people. Brethren, I've talked to preachers at preaching school that haven't baptized anybody in their congregation in over two years. Two years. We got it going on. 
Let's continue to push the way we need to. Let's continue to hold ourselves in check when we're not doing what we're supposed to. And let's strengthen the things that are weak. If we're struggling in an area, if we're not doing what we're supposed to do, let's strengthen it so we can get better and better and better. Hey, brethren, we're never going to be perfect. But boy, we should be striving to be. Amen? I love you all so very much. I appreciate you all so very much. And I want you to pray for me. I want you to pray for my family. I want you to pray that Libby will lose her passy. Okay? We're working on it. See, I had to throw y'all off a little bit. Hit that cul-de-sac. <laughs> Brethren, have a great week. I appreciate all of you so very, very much, and I can't say that enough. Be strong. Be courageous. Know that your labor is not in vain. Don't veer to the left. Don't veer to the right. Keep your eyes focused on the king, and he will take you places that you never imagined. If you need prayers, come and we'll pray. I appreciate Tanya and her heart. What an encouragement that is. Maybe somebody is here today who needs to become a Christian. Don't wait, please. I'm pleading with you like Christ is pleading through me. Be reconciled to God today. Obey the gospel. Have your sins washed away. Be added to his body and live a faith that is, uh, is a completely uh, honor to him and he'll give you a crown of life. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you need to be saved, come right now together we stand and sing.
supper's been left prepared in the back if uh, anyone needs to partake of it at this time. This will be our song for our closing prayer. <clears throat> Just a few more days to be filled with praise and to tell the Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all the blessings you've given us. We're thankful for this opportunity to come together tonight to uh, study thy word. Thankful for Brother Matt and his sermon. And Father, we pray that you'll be with the elders here, that, that they'll uh, lead us so that we will grow in truth and in spirit. Father, we pray that you will be with the sick, especially the ones that were mentioned here tonight. Be with those that are in bereavement and comfort them. Father, we pray that you will forgive us for all our sins and guide us until we meet at the next appointed time. In Christ's name we pray, amen.